In our afternoon session, we will com- uh, we will explore both through meditation and through a short talk um, some further practices, particularly the mindfulness of the parts of the body and mindfulness of the elements. <clears throat> and we'll uh, we'll do so first by starting with what we've been familiar with uh, from the morning. And I should say that I, I'm wanting to present these practices uh, partly to give you a sense of some of the possibilities of mindfulness of the body. They are not typically taught at Spirit Rock. We don't, we don't work with this elaborate study of what classically was called the 31 or the 32 parts of the body. Uh, it's a main practice in uh, monasteries in Asia, if you would go there. And I'll, I'll talk about it in more detail. Similarly, the practice of working with the elements is not taught that much. It's taught some. But the primary practices, for example, that we teach on retreats at Spirit Rock are pretty much what we did in the morning. That if you, and this is what we generally encourage and teach in daily life. So if you were uh, not coming to a day long on mindfulness of the body, generally, but coming to uh, classes or workshops or retreats, you'd primarily, in terms of mindfulness of the body, get instruction on the breath, on mindfulness in different postures, mindfulness during different activities, some focus on being aware through the different senses, like uh, hearing, tasting, smelling, bringing mindfulness to meals, and so forth. That would be, and we would stay with those uh, over a retreat, over many weeks or many months, and those are perfectly fine practices to stay with and not go any further. <laughs> that would be that would be uh, perfectly adequate for really developing quite well. Uh, but I've wanted to introduce, in particular, these two other practices, partly because traditionally they were quite important, and also because they bring in some other dimensions, and maybe thirdly because they're they're not taught that much. And you can find a few teachers who work with the teachings around the parts of the body or the elements. Um, and so that's my motivation, and I'll say, I'll say more after we practice. But I wanted just to give that, exp- that exposure to those practices. And for some of you, you may really love uh, the practices. The, um, you know, the, the one in the elements is one that I like a lot, and I, I use that sometimes. And when I, um, when I collaborate with my friend Heather in, in combining meditation and dance, we do a lot of dancing with the theme of the elements, because it's real, sometimes outside, you know, where you can, okay, be with the fire element, okay, and you're right, you see the sun, and you open up to the sun, and you feel the fire in yourself, okay, be with the air element, and you can, you know, do this both internally and externally. It can be quite beautiful and give a sense sometimes of the continuity of uh, inner nature and outer nature, which is part of the motivation of these practices. It's partly to shift our perspective from being, here am I, solid body, over here, there are you, there's a tree, there's a pillar, and that's reality. Right? <laughs> it's, it's like we shift to much more of a sense of interdependence, like, oh, 
Here is what I call Donald, which is actually a continually changing, vibrating mass of energy, flow, thoughts, emotions, all the different elements in, in a mix. And, you know, and we're all kind of in this uh, continually changing mix together. And actually, so are the trees, even though we look at them in a certain way. They sure seem not to be moving too much, but, but science tells us that they're actually moving a lot. So anyway, we, part of this, part of the whole purpose of these other practices is to help us shift to where we don't so much objectify ourselves or the world or other people, but see each other more as these moving processes. And partly we get uh, uh, caught by language. You know, we're very, again, part of being in a very highly mental culture is that we get dominated by our concepts. And so we have the experience of what we call a tree, and we kind of almost like dumbly just say, tree, (laughs) you know. And sorry if I'm being stereotypical, but um, there's a kind of of crudeness to it. Our concepts uh, organize so many of our experiences, and of course that's done in part for good reasons because it simplifies things, but it takes us actually away from the really uh, deep experience of a tree. I actually have a friend named Stephanie Kaza who uh, teaches at the University of Vermont, and she wrote a whole book called Conversations with Trees, which was based on actually being present to trees over a sustained time. You know, and it's a different experience than just the conceptualization. So a lot of these practices are bringing us to a different way of seeing. This is where the wisdom dimension comes in. They're bringing us to a different way of seeing where it's more about interdependence and flow and movement. And yes, of course, you know, there is an individuality called Donald, but there's, there's interdependence and connection, particularly with our other senses, you know. When we use our other senses, it's a little bit different than when we're dominated by the visual sense and by concepts, you know. I know my, my father was blind the last 30 years of his life, and he experienced the world quite differently, I know. You know, can you imagine? You're just the sense of hearing doesn't make the same objects. It's a very different world. Or the sense of smell. Thinks, you know, what is a what is a dog? How's a, you know, and this, part of this is just to say, hey, can we shift out of our habitual ways of seeing? And a lot of the mindfulness of the body practices really do that. And these ones that we'll do in this session are in that category because they try to help us see things more as a flow and not in our usual way of just saying one thing, one person, and so forth. So potentially very, very interesting. That's where these are all, are all going. Okay? So, and we'll, we'll do a meditation now. If you've had your uh, lunch just now, as almost all of us have, and you are feeling post-meal lethargy, It's a technical term in meditation. Uh, If you are feeling that and want to stand up, that's fine. Okay. The main thing is uh, really just, yeah, just do the standing so that we're still, so that we don't really distract people. But if you want to stand up, sit down, and so forth, that's fine. Okay. So we'll start with the mindfulness of breathing and the awareness of the whole body as we've done before. So first start just with 
coming to mindfulness of the breathing. If you found it helpful uh, at the beginning, like we did, to check your posture and take 30 seconds or a minute to set your intentions, that can sometimes strengthen your, uh, an individual session. The check particularly, we emphasize the straight back and a sense of solid connection with the, the floor or the cushion. And then I'll invite you to check that. And then if you want to take uh, 30 seconds or a minute to bring forth your intention. Again, it can be a general intention for why you cultivate mindfulness, why you practice. Could be, I want, you know, my intention is to be free or my intention is to open up my my heart and my mind, or whatever it might be, however you would say it. Just do that if that's meaningful to you for a while, and then I'll come back and give some further instructions. then just uh, go to the breath. Again, the instructions from the morning. Being with the sensations of breathing where the breath is easiest to follow for you. And if you're not sure, just try to settle on one place. You know, it could be the belly. Sometimes for people who have a lot of thinking going on, sometimes the belly can be a little bit better than the area of the nostrils because it brings the attention out of the head area. So for some people that's helpful. So it could be the area of the belly or the area of the chest, area of the nostrils. Some people follow the breath in the whole body.
Now shifting to be aware of the whole body as you sit. Being aware of the sensations. And again, if you find that being aware of the whole body is too difficult an object, you can just be aware of part of the body. It could be just the place where there is contact with the chair or the cushion, or the feeling of the hands, or the, just the sense of the legs and the feet connecting. Thank you. Thank you. 
have to remember to turn on and off the sound, so I didn't turn it on, so thank you. Um, so we'll do one version now of the mindfulness of the parts of the body. The text talks about reviewing the body up from the soles of the foot and down from the hair. And we'll do a kind of scanning of the body, which some of you may be familiar with because there's a, a kind of scanning practice of moving from the top of the head down to the feet, which is done in some applications of mindfulness. Uh, uh, for example, in the mindfulness-based stress reduction, which some of you may have, have practiced. And in this practice, we're invited to just be with the part of the body in a kind of matter-of-fact way. We can notice if we think some part of our bodies is really great or cool, you know, like we'll start with the hair. You may have, we may devote a lot of our time to our hair, and there may be some emotional connection with it or some sense of, my cool hair. Might not be. But we, as we uh, practice, we can be on the lookout for where there may be some thoughts or associations. The aim is to just be with each part of the body, partly to have a way of being very matter-of-fact and come to see where there might be what would be called attachment or grasping with a part of the body, or negativity in relationship to a part of the body could be there as well. So we want to see if that's there, and as as much as possible just be with a kind of basic mindfulness. And the second intention of the practice is to come to see what we call body as not simply a unity, but also a multiplicity, a kind of collection. We want to see the body as more a set of interdependent parts. So those are the two purposes of of this practice, to see where there may be some attachment or reactivity, one way or the other, positive or negative, and then to cultivate more of a sense of this interdependent uh, nature of the body. So we can start just by being aware of the hair, starting at the top of the head. Just feeling the hair at the top of the head. I think it's fine, actually, if you also want to use your sense of touch and even to touch the head and just to be aware, be mindful of that part of the body. Be aware now of the forehead and sense the bone at the forehead and the hardness that's there. 
Again, if it's helpful to use your hand, by, by all means can do that. Feeling the hardness, feeling the shape of the forehead. Bringing awareness now to the ears. Again, with all of these, if it's helpful to use the hand to have a sense of touch, to help one feel a particular part, we can do that. And being aware of the eyes. The area of the eyes. There may be some pressure around the eyes. And the nose. And what's inside the nose? Hairs, possibly more sense of the flow of air, moisture. Down to the mouth, feeling the teeth, the hardness of the teeth. And the tongue. And the lips and moving down to the chin can feel the jawbone or the bones around the chin shaping the skull. I think it's in the spirit of this practice, although not always explicit, we could also feel what's inside the body. So maybe through visualization to imagine the brain occupying a large part of the head.
And now into the neck, feeling the flesh and bones in the neck area. And down to the left shoulder, feeling the bones, the top of the shoulder. And the arm, going down to the hand. Feeling any sensations that might be there. The hardness of the elbow. Now similarly with the right shoulder. Starting at the top, moving down the arm. Feeling the elbow, the hand. And going down now to the area of the chest, the upper part of the torso. Again, if you want to have a kind of visualization of the heart inside. And the ribs, the bones in the rib area. Again, can imagine the internal organs. Stomach and liver, spleen, and so forth. Intestines. down into the area of the hips, feeling the bones of the hip area. Genital area. (coughs) 
down into the thighs, feeling sensations that might be there. The knees, you're feeling the hardness of the knees. And down into the lower part of the legs, feeling any sensations that are there. there's hair on the legs, you might have a sense of that. And then down into the feet, filling the bones of the feet. You might flex the toes a little bit, feeling the movement, the flexibility. (coughs) If we were doing this practice as a regular practice, perhaps even on a retreat, we might do something like what we just did for 45 minutes or an hour, might do it several times during a day, even doing it multiple times during a day. Could go up and down the body. Could be more detailed if we had visualizations, more of the internal organs. I'll just come back to just being with your body. Now the second uh, new practice in this session is the practice of mindfulness of the body through awareness of the four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. We'll do a short version of this. Again, the purpose here is, as with the parts of the body, it's partly to have us see the body more as this interdependent flow of different forces and to move us away from the very simple and kind of gross notion of the body as as completely solid and 
independent. We also can develop the wisdom aspect of seeing, seeing the body as in constant movement and change. And when we do this practice combined with uh, being aware of the four elements outside, we can have a sense of the commonality of what we call inner and what we call outer. <clears throat> so there are the, the teaching is of working with the four elements. This comes from ancient Indian understanding of the material world. We probably would do it a little differently uh, if we were based on contemporary science. But still, uh, it's very close to what we have more um, subjectively when we simply feel our own bodies. So the earth element refers in particular to the aspect of solidity, hardness, stiffness, like with the bones that we've explored. The water element is that of fluidity. And also it's seen as cohesion, that which holds things together, kind of like how water mixed with flour holds together the flour. The fire element has to do with temperature, with heat, warmness, coldness, can be a sense of light. The fire element also uh, includes uh, what's going on in digestion. And then the air element particularly has to do with movement. When we move a hand or an arm through space, that's more the air element. So I'll take us through these one at a time, and we'll also be able to do this later uh, outside. So first, just see what is there in your present experience that is, has to do with the earth element. This is the sense of something being solid or hard or stiff, much as when we were mindful of the bones. Tune into that which is like the earth element. Hard might be the sense of contact with the cushion or the chair. Just notice that sense of solidity for a while, wherever it appears, and it may be changing.
now feeling what might be there that feels more fluid, more like water. Could be saliva in the mouth. Could be maybe some internal sense. Like there's something fluid. The sense of fire might be very accessible as the heat of the body, maybe the heat of digestion. Notice the fire element in your own body. And now the air element could be the movement of the lungs or the abdomen, feeling of the breath. Could be a sense of motion. You might just raise your hand and feel the movement through the air. Now just take our last few minutes and stay with your inner experience without looking for any specific one of those, but just stay with your experience and notice what's predominant. Notice what comes to mind and see whether it fits under earth, under water, under fire, or under air.